0: Welcome to the Defender Podcast, a resource to help mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm your host, Herbie Newell. It's August 16th, 2023, and Dr. Rick and I are coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. Well, at the beginning of 2020, Uh, First couple of weeks in January, to be exact, I remember exactly where I was when I got a call from Dr. Scott James, an infectious disease doctor here in Birmingham and a good friend of mine. And Dr. James was asking me if we had any families that were going to be traveling in the next several weeks or months to China and specifically to Wuhan. And I remember telling him, yeah, we have a lot of families that have their referrals, they have their travel approvals, and and they're getting ready to travel. uh, But I don't believe any of them are going near Wuhan. And he said, well, you need to watch this virus that's happening in Wuhan. It's very specific uh, and it actually is, is bringing a lot of devastation in Wuhan. Just be careful uh, where you send people to Wuhan and keep an eye on China because if this virus, which seems very infectious, were to get out of Wuhan, it could actually shut down the country of China, cause a lot of harm to families that would be traveling. and And, and you just really need to keep an eye on Wuhan to be honest with you, I remember hearing Dr. James and going, okay, yeah, yeah, there's some virus in Wuhan. You know, I've been through the bird flu. We've been through SARS. This is just another one of those. It'll come and then it will go. Whoever in their minds would have realized that not only would that little virus in Wuhan shut down Wuhan and the country of China, but it would shut down the world. And this is a story today that we are so excited to bring to you. It's a story that we've been wanting to tell uh, and praying that we would be able to tell for the last three and a half, almost four years. It's the story of the light at the end of the tunnel. There were so many families that had been matched with children from China that had been promised these children from China, sons and daughters of theirs that were stuck in China because of the coronavirus. But brothers and sisters, we get to bring you today the story of a family that now is able to finally, by God's grace, get on a plane and bring their daughter home from China. And so we're so grateful to have Kenny and Kristen Anderson with us today to be able to tell of their journey of pursuing their daughter, daughter Hannah who currently is in China. They also have a biological daughter named Brooklyn. They're one of these long waiting China families that will be traveling to China to meet their daughter, Hannah. And after a three and a half year, almost four year wait, they will be able to bring their daughter home. We're going to talk about their emotions when they first heard that things were were shut down. We're going to talk to them about what it was like to wait. But also we're going to look at how their daughter has also aged while they've been waiting for her. She's currently in an orphanage in Xi'an in China, and we're so excited uh, to be able to bring on Kenny and Kristen Anderson. But before we do, I want to remind you about our learning education portal. You know, as families walk through daily life as well as great challenges, they need the support of their church family, friends, and others. And Lifeline wants to equip others to support families in helpful ways. So we've developed a a learning education portal or an online learning experience for families and for those who are in support positions. You can watch courses or individual resources from a number of free engaging videos and interactive activities. These resources are great for families, parents, friends, church leaders, and teachers, and so many others. If you want to learn more about this online learning experience, the the Lifeline education portal, visit lifelinechild.org backslash online-learning-experience for more information, or as always, you can see our show notes. And again, that is, we're bringing back the dash, lifelinechild.org backslash online-learning-experience. dash And beloved, if you're listening to this podcast in your car and you remember that URL, then we have a special prize for you. If you are in your car and you're listening to this and you're like, I'd like to know more about that, but there's no way I'll ever get those dashes right, always look at the show notes for direct link to that URL. Well, it is the time of our podcast, not only where we get to bring on our guests, but we get to bring on the venerable, the venerated Dr. Rick. I do want to let you guys know that Dr. Rick has become a little bit of a diva recently and uh, has stopped showing up for his meetings, um, but he's also the purveyor of the dash. And so this online learning experience is, is his deal. Dr. Rick, I'm so impressed that you were able to bring two dashes to the URL today. Kirby, why can't
1: we do URLs without dashes? I, I want to know. We can, we have put people on the moon. We have done amazing things as a people, but we can't get rid of these dashes. Um, Even
0: as a ministry. I mean, we're working in all of these countries whatever. and all these states, but apparently we don't know how to summarize to one word to make it easier for people to get the stuff.
1: I don't know, but I want a crusade. And and so like, I'm, I'm actually there probably next week. We'll have... Um, you know, eliminate the dash t-shirts and it'll be eliminate dash the dash dash will be the URL to be able to get those eliminate the dash t-shirts. So just you know try to remember that. So uh, until that time why don't we just change our regular URL to lifeline dash child dot org? That's a great idea. And I think I think we actually should pursue that because um people would certainly remember where to find us then, right? Because people remember dashes. Um, you know, so not only, not only is it going to be appropriate today for us to have like a count the dashes or like a dash counter on here, you're probably also going to have to have a, like, how many times does Dr. Rick cry in this podcast, um, you know, kind of thing, because this is such an amazing story. And, um, and, and like, we're just, we're kind of in celebration mode today, right? Like this is, this is a big deal of, um, uh, of God's faithfulness and 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 us being able to celebrate um, something that the Lord has accomplished, um, but also us being able to celebrate with Kenny and Kristen um, mm-hmm. today about um, their faithfulness and the way that the Lord has allowed them to hang in and has given them strength through this time. And so I'm so excited. Kristen, Kenny, welcome to the podcast. We're glad to have you guys today.
2: Well, thank thank you. you. We're thrilled to be here on good terms. It's yeah. a good day.
1: <laughs> today's a today's a great day, isn't it?
2: It is. It are is all, a great day. Are you all packed and
1: ready to go? No.
2: Well, <laughs> let's rephrase. I'm packed and I got my daughter packed, but Kenny hasn't started yet. So I'm sure within five hours of jumping on the plane, we'll be fully packed. Right.
3: We have yeah. all weekend is my slogan. <laughs> any, you know, aside from the
1: Florida hat that you have on right now, you are my kind of guy. Like, (laughs) I I totally, I totally understand that.
2: (laughs) Stressing me out. (laughs) Well,
1: hey, let's, let's kind of start at the beginning. And and we just kind of want to walk through um, your story and just kind of talk about um, the Lord's done. But, but maybe um, let's start like, why, why did you choose China in the first place? Um, as a, as a country to adopt from?
3: Well, um, we'd have to start with our whole adoption process and journey, right? Like, so we got to China as um, we grew and got through this adoption kind of journey together. We, we taught a young couples class at church. And so Um, One of the things we did is uh, we didn't always like to teach. So we loved videos and we had a Vodi Balkum video that was about um, just some fundamentals of couples and faith. And one of the things he challenged was uh, just growing the kingdom. And so we said, look, if we we were struggling for years um, to have children of our own, And so for seven years, we were struggling to have children of our own. And during that time, that video in particular stood out to us as, well, why couldn't we adopt? Um, We could always, you know, grow our kingdom by adopting children. Not our kingdom, but God's kingdom. And um, so anyways, and through the struggles of infertility and all that, um, we had our own daughter, um, Brooklyn. And when we had Brooklyn... Kristen looked at me, she was probably about the age of one and a half, two, and said, when do you want to adopt? Because we're not going through this all over again. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> I get all that. Time. So I said, well, let's talk to Brooklyn. And she's the age of understanding what adoption looks like with her involved. And so it was about two to three, we had that conversation, Chris and I um, started that adoption journey with our daughter, Or biological daughter and started talking to her and we, we felt led. And then we were like, all right, let's put our feet to the fire. So we had a minister at our church that was over foster and adoption only. And she was amazing at guiding us and saying, um, you know, what do you feel like? Well, Kristen says, I want to adopt internationally. And I said, well, I want to adopt, um, domestically. And so we were torn. And so I said, all right, let's go put out feelers for all of it. Mm -hmm. And so we met with a, a local attorney that did domestic adoptions. And then we met with a Lifeline representative because our church recommended Lifeline and um, weighed our options there. Of course, then we get with Lifeline and they give us a list of all uh, these oh, countries, 40 countries <laughs> or however many countries were on there, 20 something. I'm going, oh, my gosh like you said, you get to the Czech Republic or something or or wherever. And they're like, we don't match you until you get here. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I can't do that. <laughs> so then it was just narrowing down, like uh, praying about the different countries. And we started out with maybe six uh, that we thought we could, you know, do with our family dynamic and not having family where we live and all these things, time off work, you know, all the different parameters. And we narrowed it down to China was the one that we spoke most to us, and we had a lot of people we knew had adopted from China. Yeah. So, our church, Westside Family Church, kind of connected us to Lifeline. Lifeline led us to all the international options, and then we slowly explored and prayed about what was going to fit us. Um, and then we met Carla.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we met Carla.
3: <laughs> now there's the true rock star.
1: Like, he
2: is. <laughs> let's just
1: be honest that Carla people when we go to places like. Christian Alliance for Orphans and things like that, the line is absurd of mm-hmm. who are, who are lining up to meet Carla Thrasher. Who
0: So true. <laughs> one, one to line up to meet Carla, the other to meet Dr. Rick. It's it's always a, a challenge to see who will line up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Wow. Here we go. Like, so, so Kristen kind of talk a little bit about just tell us about your process. What, what was, um, you know, what was it like in the adoption process and, you know, kind of in in the, in the beginning, even of the, you know, of the wait?
2: Yeah. Um, So the adoption process, I felt like it was super fast initially. I'm a a very A-type personality. I have Excel spreadsheets through the wazoo, um, hence why I'm stressing, he's not packed. Um, But I, I felt like once we chose China, it was just, okay, get all this paperwork done. I was going hundred miles an hour. It was moving so fast.
3: Get your training done.
2: Yeah. Get your training done. Go to rooted love, get all this stuff done. And then we chose our daughter, um, Hannah. And I felt like this is just, I, it, it truly did. I mean, the process when we had started it, it was probably about a six month long process, which is really unheard of because we were just hundred miles an hour. We want to do this. We're ready to make it happen. And then, it all came to that halt when we got that call and then it changed it was a very hard feeling of going from 100 miles an hour we're going to have her within the next 30 days to okay maybe it's another couple extra weeks mm-hmm. to 2 years to 3 years so um it was an interesting adoption process i felt like initially it was something I had full control over, you know, IVF, you have a little bit of control over it. You can choose your doctors, you can choose, keep spending money, keep trying. And I felt like I was in a lot of control. And then when the phone call came, everything went out of control. And it was truly God's way of saying, okay, okay, now what, <laughs> you know, cause you can't do this now. So um, it was, it, it's, it's been a journey <laughs> for sure. I think
0: probably the hardest thing, right. Is, up to that point everything's been semi-predictable uh you know i i thought for sure the moment that dr rick asked you why did you choose china you're gonna say because it was stable uh and it was, it was
2: predictable, <laughs>
0: There's predictable trend. it was stable uh you know and and yet here you're hearing delay then more delay um i i think for sure when when the united states shut down I and mean, then that's when all of us go okay something really big may be happening yeah. uh Talk a little bit about how, how you were able to remain strong and persevere. Um, what are specific ways that the Lord encouraged you? I, I'm sure because I know from my side of the equation, there have been days of just pure and utter frustration. Um, even sitting in in the offices of senators when they're like, there's just nothing we can do. and And just feeling frustrated. Yeah. Talk about, though, how the Lord kept kept you engaged in this process, kept giving you hope and helped you persevere?
2: Yeah, I would say um, it was, you know, talking about hitting a low during this time. It was about two years in when I started to really, you know, you hate saying it out loud, but you started to lose hope. Is this is this really going to happen? And um, I wrestle God the most with God the most in the middle of the night when i woken up from my sleep and it was like 1 a.m. in the morning I was woken up and all I was thinking about is is this going to happen and um, I was drawn to scripture out of Psalm 77 and it was a psalm of why hurt you know fear questions um, struggle but then in the middle around like uh, verse 10 or 11 It was immediately turned to, but you are the God of most high and you are the God in control. And on top of that, I've got to remember the good deeds you have done and trust that you're going to continue to do that. And I feel like how for myself, I think both of us that we stayed strong and we kept moving forward, honestly, was being reminded of what he's already done for us, you know, like, like Kenny had shared. Our story of infertility was seven years as newlyweds. It was very hard, but he was faithful. And he gave us this beautiful child, Brooklyn, today that every day we look at her as a reminder of his promises. And I feel like all the days that were hard and we, we were at our rock bottom, we hadn't heard or had updates. It was just constantly reminding ourselves he is in control because look at the blessings he's given you look at the the faithful promises he did deliver on um i would say for me that that was one of the biggest ways that i was able to stay strong i think besides our village of people those that are continuing to surround themselves or you know surround us with um prayer and encouragement Mm -hmm. i don't know anything else you would say
3: well i mean we were able to stay strong too um we were very blessed in that during that time of waiting, her orphanage would allow us to reach out and communicate with them. I know a lot of people didn't have that ability. And so um, we would look forward to every three months or every six months or whatever time slot that they give us. We were asking um, to to video chat or to send pictures or send them a party and they would throw a party and then we'd get all the pictures from it. So we were kind of... Um, Spoiled in the fact that we could get updates and feel like that was our little. uh She would always say, "Our nuggets of like, here's a little nugget to wait a little longer and to to see, you know, what our daughter looks like over there for the, you know." And every time you get an update, you were just like, "Oh my gosh, look at her hair, look at her size, look how she's changed." And it was just God just reaffirming, like, "This is this little girl's still there for you. Just keep waiting." Um, and so it was great.
1: Sure. Yeah. I, I think, um, you know, just thinking in terms of those, those opportunities to connect and, and, and the, the, you know, just God's grace in, in being able to, um, have that to be able to participate, but, um, but, but you were, while you were, you know, on this journey with Hannah and, you know, and able to connect in, you know, in, in places, um, you've also got Brooklyn at home who was a part of this. And even, you know, you even said earlier, like she was a, she was a part of and a participant in, you know, in the decision to move forward with an adoption and all that. And, and so you guys have have been, you know, charged with shepherding her heart and, you know, and and pointing her toward the Lord in the middle of all this weight, you know, like how, how has that, evolved and and how has that progressed as you've been able to you know to shepherd her over the course of of all of these
3: years of waiting um I would say it was easier than I would have thought um our daughter has a tender tender heart very tender so she has been invested from the beginning because she she knows every child deserves a home and that's truly what she'll say. Um, But everyday conversation with her in prayers, um, we pray, you know, every night with her, we remind her of just her story, Hannah's story, and, you know, how we're blessed because we have a savior named Jesus that we don't deserve. Um, And then, like I said, she's so tenderhearted that she would come to us and remind us of Hannah when we're down and we didn't want to, you know, bring up sadness or or uh, you know, talk to, about yeah, talk well. about her disappointment because people at work keep asking you what's going on. You would have a little girl that would be like, Oh, I drew this picture of us flying to, to China to China go to go get her, and all these things that she would do that we were just like, Where did this come from? Like she is just so innately um just you know, a blessing to us. And so it was cool, it was really neat. And
2: I mean, I can't tell you, doctor, how many times we get phone calls from friends, neighbors, her teachers that would call. And they're like, so Brooklyn keeps talking about this other sister. That's her twin because they're both eight. They're two years apart. And we're like, "Um, yes, she does. She's not quite adopted yet, but we call her our daughter and her sister. And she goes, "Okay, we weren't sure. And she tells us like she doesn't speak English. We just wanted to know, like, what's happening, what's going on. she was just always like show and tell. She was taking pictures in of her sister and she's been learning Chinese. I mean, just her heart is so big. And to Kenny's point at our lowest of days, I think she could just tell in our prayers and the way that we were talking, she'd be like, but mom, she's coming home. We just need the sickness to go away. It's just, the sickness is going to go away and she's coming. And we're like, "She just yes, has you're it. right. You're right. Thank you for childlike faith and reminding us to have that. <laughs>
1: Oh, um officially uh, crying moment number 1 like, yeah <laughs> oh yeah
2: <laughs>
1: but but i mean um I, just what a what a gift of you know childlike faith and and the kind of the kind of trust that um you know that that Jesus himself called us to and for mm, you know, right. have that reminder um you know in in Brooklyn um mm. I, you know i i think it it is hard to wait um you know those of us that have had long waits and uncertain adoption journeys can you know can identify on some level with where you guys have been and that you know that roller coaster of um you know hope and then no news and all those things that kind of happen along the way and, yeah. and so um but i think i think the other part of it is that um we can all testify to the fact that um like there are really specific ways that God shows up
2: mm, very
1: <laughs> and does things um you know can can you guys like how tell us some of the places maybe where where God showed up in the middle of the wait and just kind of showed himself to you
2: I can um speak to this one i you know when when we were told we couldn't go and we started to see this was getting longer and longer i got kind of sucked into this social media frenzy and following different following different blogs and different groups and adoption groups and one day i just i randomly posted has anybody ever been to this orphanage and i called out her orphanage and you know i'd love to just understand if you know anything about it, I literally was just, it was on a whim. And I had this woman privately email me back. And she said, message me back that she had been there on a um, a, tr- a medical trip. And she had also had two friends that had been there separately. And that um, long story short, they would, I, I shared some information, some very, um, you know, identifiable features about Hannah, that I knew that they would recognize. I said the date, Ish, we thought she had arrived at the orphanage. And lo and behold, they send back pictures of this orphanage, which today is a big blessing because we're not going to be able to go see the orphanage on this trip. But they sent back, I think there's like 65 pictures of the orphanage and the nannies. And there's one picture of our daughter in this nanny's hands. And she's days old. I mean, she's only probably five pounds in her hands. And I just instantly was like, thank you, God. Like, this is something one i don't know that we would ever get like if we had initially just gone through and left back in 2020 january um but to have this picture and the other blessing of that is throughout the past couple years every time we virtually talked to her or we've gotten updates this same nanny is in our pictures that same nanny that was holding her when she was you know days old and so i just it was god's way of saying I've got this. I, you know, I'm giving you again these little nuggets to help you get through. I mean, that is just one of the many wild ways God showed up that was just, we were at our low and he'd, he'd come in and he'd be like, oh, but look, I have something else to get you through this. And it was, you know, we've, we've met families of her best friends that were in the orphanage that had been adopted out prior. It's, um, there's just been so many ways God has shown up. I think for me, that was one of the biggest, um, Thank you, God moments that that I can have that beautiful picture to know she was in this woman's hands from days old till now. She's still, you know, with her. And, mm-hmm. and we got to see this place that she grew up. It's just it for me. It was a big blessing.
3: Yeah. Yeah. what are the odds that a missionary doctor went to that orphanage like when she was five days old, two weeks old, whatever it was, and then had pictures of her? Yeah. So it's pretty neat. The other thing is, I mean, the other thing, ways that uh, the Lord showed up is um, we would be on video chats with her and we would get closer and closer in personality. She would see her personality. She'd see ours. We would go through a death of a dog. And so we were trying to, you know, talk to her about our new puppy and why we had to get a new puppy. And um, the other thing is uh, one time Helen called the wrong family (laughs) and she was on the video call. and she. Broke down in tears and was so sad that her family wasn't on the video call. And it just proved to us that she knows she knows us and she wanted her family.
2: She started calling us by name about yeah. a year in like, hi, mama. Hi, baba. Hi, may may. She, she always she really didn't care about us as much as she does her sister but you know it was just again like all these little things she wanted to know how her sister was doing and tell us that she had been on a bus and gone to school and yep. but she always called us by name mm-hmm. and she would always ask Kenny to when are you coming to get me get a
3: right. plane get a boat get a train <laughs> come get me
2: yeah <laughs> but again it just it felt like you know, okay, God, if that's why we had to wait is you were allowing us to build this beautiful relationship with her that would have never happened prior. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's been worth it then.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, certainly God's evidence is so good, even in the difficult. Uh, We were actually just in our Bible study this morning with our staff, all of our staff, we were talking about how God's providence to his children uh, is so powerful and so good that even the conditions and the disappointments and the hurts of this fallen world become blessings mm-hmm. when They're in the hand of our father. That's true. Knowing yeah. someone doesn't know the Lord. Uh, it's just the fall. It's just sin. It's just hurt. It's just pain. But knowing that he will always use pain and circumstances for his glory and for our good, it, yeah. it sustains us when stuff is, is tough. I, I would love because I, I think it's, I think it's another just gift of God's grace <laughs> that as you're seeing Brooklyn age, you're realizing that that's what Hannah is doing. So yeah, you missed three and a half years. I know that's hard yeah. and mm-hmm. that's difficult, it, and it it it's it's a blessing to be able to do that on a Zoom on a video call. It's still different, but yeah. oh for sure. <laughs> well, even before you, before you do that and 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 think about it, you know think through god's goodness he he allows us to see things in different perspectives and i just love to know how what is it what was the feeling of knowing that you were missing three and a half years physically with hannah and and was there that gift even in being able to kind of track that growth through what you saw in brooklyn
3: I think it's a disappointment for sure that we've missed three and a half years of development and growth and being in our household. Um, I, yes, it's been a disappointment, but we've been able to see it. So God's given us the ability to be able to video chat her and have some memory um, and excitement every time we saw her uh, growing and changing and and becoming a little lady in front of us versus this little child. Um so we've seen Brooklyn doing that. Now we're seeing Hannah through video and we are really excited about meeting her in person and, and being like like another video chat. Like what's changed this time and, and how beautiful are you and just can't wait to get there. So the disappointment's been heavy, but at the same time, I think it's been outweighed by the ability to document her Um, every you know, let's say quarter every six months and just see her changes. And and trust me, we've taken a ton of photos during that time on video chat to try to document it. Um, yeah, so I don't know what you think. And
2: I think too, you know, the disappointment, the grief sometimes is really outweighed when you change your own perspective, and it's so easy to kind of sit in the moment and and grieve. And I think, I think we should be allowed to do that. You know, I we certainly had our days, but quickly turning our mindset and our hearts around to, but this is what's going to come. We believe that this is what's going to come. And in trusting in that versus sitting and kind of, you know, wallowing in the, the now and the hurt and the struggle. Um, and, it, you know, even, even kind of just going back and watching them grow up while they weren't growing up physically together it was like it truly was every time that we spoke to her um hey what's your favorite subject in school and her subject would change to now art well now that's brooklyn's favorite like it was just they were like truly twins like they're just walking step and step with the, the same things that they enjoy doing and um the same kind of toys that they were enjoying to play. So Mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't take lightly and I know there's not a lot of families that had the blessing to be able to have updates during that time. But my encouragement would be to just focus on what God's going to do, not what's happening now, focus on what he's going to do and trust in that and believe in that because it, it, it does happen.
0: (laughs) Well, fast forward, obviously you have been waiting a long time, uh, and And even before you get the call to say, "Hey, travel's a reality, talk about just a couple of months ago, four or five months ago, when you get the call and said, "Hey, we need to we need to update your paperwork what <laughs> what What are the thoughts that are going through your mind through your heart when you hear, Hey, there could be this opportunity
2: It's go time like i I went right back into that." get my Excel spreadsheet out. Let's get going. I got paperwork to do. Yeah. I mean, I had them done within 24 hours. I had everything done updated. I I probably was driving lifeline crazy with how many emails did you get this? Is this done? Is it like, it was, um, it was go mode. I was,
0: I, I felt, it, wasn't
2: it? The, I, know, I know. I felt, I just felt like it was go time. Here we are. It's yeah. finally the Lord has parted the seas. And then we, we're told to wait again. (laughs) You know, we got, it was a lot of mixed emotions We're up on this roller coaster. We're flying high. And then week over week, we were quickly realizing, oh no, oh no, our emotions, you know, were coming from a high to a low and really anticipating what was the purpose of this. Um, So it it was, it was a roller coaster. I don't know. (laughs) It,
3: It was a roller coaster for sure and we were waiting on passports to be renewed for our daughter yeah. to travel and at one point i was like who cares we're not going anyway like why do we have to rush the government <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> is this really going to happen probably not, probably not.
3: <laughs> it's it's, a, it's
1: amazing you know i think the the games that your mind plays with you and and yeah. the, it's a it's a good reminder that our so that our emotions betray us and they're not always they're not always the barometer, but you know, many times they're, they're, they're kind of, they're messing with us. I, uh, you know, Kristen, I think like, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, um, like you probably have a packing list, don't you? Um,
2: I do. It's a couple pages long. Oh, for sure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, just, I wish I wish I the person listening could have seen Kitty's face when I said that. It was like it's but,
2: obnoxious. I get it. But I hope the, we won't forget anything.
1: There you go, right? Um <laughs> but but I but I think, you know, the so all this preparation, all all this stuff, all the you know, the last <laughs> three and a half years and then um Like, I'm so glad to get to ask you this question. So two weeks ago, um, like, tell us about the news you received and just what that moment was like.
2: Well, I'll start off because I got the news first. Um, You know, it was like nine o'clock. I'm working from home. Kenny had gone into work that day. Brooklyn's at camp. And the phone rings and it's Carla. And my heart stops because I'm like... She never calls unless it's really good or it's really bad. And I just didn't, I mean, that's not true. Carla checks in on us all the time just to say, Hey, but like, it was a phone call at 9am in the morning. Your
3: mind goes to the worst scenario.
2: And I, I answered and she couldn't even get words out without starting a boohoo. So I knew it was good. I'm like, okay, okay, this is good. Um, She shared that, you know, she got some of the other members, Sarah and Libby on the phone and, for me, it was a dropping to the floor, sobbing, praising the Lord and silence because I couldn't speak moment. Um, I, I don't even know what they said. All I heard was, you're going. It, they, they've they called your name. You're going. And I kind of blanked out after that. Um, and then I said, OK, I don't know what we just talked about, except we're going. I got to call Kenny. So I text him first. I thought this through. I text him first and I said, I know you're at work. I need you to step outside. We have a we have a conversation we need to have. And he kind of like, you you know, I could tell uh what is she saying about us? And I said, Don't worry, it's good. I just need you to go outside. Um, yeah,
3: she, I think she did say it's good. And I'm like, oh thank <laughs> goodness. Like I don't want to walk out of the office of bad news, right? That's
2: right. So then I called him and I of course I'm sobbing and I tell him and how did you react, babe? Total opposite of me. Oh, but.
3: <laughs> I was like elated. In fact, at one point I'm like, are you kidding me? And I screamed because there's like two buildings there and I knew it like echo. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> just this, like I had to let it out. And then I had like come down. I'm like, okay, this is really I happening. Think he decided, I
2: said, are you laughing? And he's like, this is just so exciting. I'm so happy. And it was like, yeah, she's
3: like, I think you're giddy. I'm like,
2: well, it's like, I just won
3: the, you know, got the best gift kit at Christmas. And like, I just won the lottery. Like, this
2: is awesome. Yeah. So total different, yeah, total different reaction. Total praise. And then we got home and we we're like, okay, we're going to pick up Brooklyn. How are we going to tell her? And her birthday was just a couple weeks ago. And some of our sweet neighbors, all she, she wanted for her birthday was her own travel set to go to China. Cause remember she, she knows she's going to China. <laughs> she, her faith was a little stronger than ours most days. And she's mom, I want my own travel set for China. And we're like, okay. So our neighbors got her this little rolling suitcase and, Um, when she got home Kenny said hey hey Brooklyn we have something to show you in the other room and we had her travel set set out and she's looking at it and she's kind of looking in it there's nothing in it like why and Kenny said "Um, I think it's time for you to go and unpack that because you get to finally go get your sister and I sent Carla the video and the team the video but her little face was just like wait, really? Like, and I think she even said, really? And we said, yeah, we're going. And she's like, well, when? And we said, well, we think in a couple of weeks, we're still putting guardrails up. We think a couple of weeks. And she's just like, like, we're really going to bring Hannah home. And we said, yes. And she just broke down in tears. And, and I asked her, I said, are those tears of happiness? And she said, yes, I'm finally bringing my sister home. And so it was just, It was all so beautiful. It was a moment of celebration. We went out and bought sneakers that night and had some pizza. And we went shopping. That's what we do when we're really excited, I guess. But it was a big day. It was a week of celebration, telling you know close friends and family and
3: surprising our support
2: groups. Yeah, it's been amazing. Yeah, I feel like we're still in celebration mode. (laughs) Sorry to make you cry again, Doctor Rick.
0: It's too. You know, friends, there's so many people, I mean, I think there's so many lessons that you can take and, and help, but if someone's listening to this podcast and maybe they haven't yet gotten that call, or maybe they have a friend who's waiting for that call, just what would be your advice to those families who are still waiting or to someone who's helping a family that's waiting? What, 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 what words of advice would you give?
2: I would say um, lean in to his words, specifically Romans 12, 12, you know, he says, stay joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Um, we can't control any situation, but we can control our minds. We can control our hearts and where what we're putting our focus on. And I think for me, it would be, you know, God is continuously daily giving us blessings, giving us our nuggets of hope. We just have to look for it. And, um, you know, I I don't take for granted our story might be different than other people. And we're very blessed that we've been called to go, but just know they're called to go too. It's just a matter of time. And and don't waste the days in your weight um, in a negative mindset or not trusting or being prepared for the goodness that is coming I think um, also don't be afraid, you know, Kenny, Kenny mentioned this to me last night. Don't be afraid to share your story with others. And, you know, in, in counseling, my counselor always said, Kristen, you need to tell all your friends that every time they talk to you, they need to ask. How's everything going with the adoption process? And I was like, I don't want them to ask me because I don't want to talk about it. He said or she said, it "Doesn't matter. You need to talk about it because it it that's your chance to witness to others. That's your chance to show your faith. That's your chance to show your rawness and that this is hard and I'm struggling, but I still choose to trust Jesus Christ." Um I, I, that's I think for me what I would I would give advice to others that are still waiting. Would you say anything different?
3: No, I mean, I I think um, the only thing I would add was we kind of pulled back from an adoption group at church because they were families that had adopted or were in, you know, had adopted children already. And we were the only ones that, like waiting. So it's kind of like we pulled ourselves back, but we leaned into our friends. We leaned into our, you know, um, the guys I go do hobbies with and the people that would come and put their arm around you. We leaned into those people more and they were a better support for us. And that's not for everybody, but I'm just saying people surrounding yourself with, you know, Christ-minded people that are going to be there for um, encouragement and for, you know, uh, a workout or whatever a hobby is or something just so you can have some some way to let it out. Um, our church too, we would go, you know, to church on Sundays and talk about a raw emotion. You go to church and and so we wrote down this song that um,
2: <laughs> the Sunday after we found out we were going
3: the Sunday after we found out we were going, but it was during COVID that I remember that, you know, CC Winans came out with this song, you know, a couple years ago, uh,
2: believe, believe for it. it.
3: And I remember when that song came out and like, I would just cry my eyes out, like, oh my gosh. But now the the week that we're, you know, get the news that we're going, Christians in church, boo-hooing. And I'm like, Yes, this is awesome. This song makes a lot of sense. You know, like I'm just the opposite of her at the time. But anyways, it was the song that was powerful. So it's clinging on to, you know, verses and songs and things that just talk about, you know, we got to believe God in this journey because, you know, he's got a better plan at the end than we do. Um, And getting there is amazing to share with other people and, you know, share our faith and how we're getting through it. So anyways, that's how we would share with other families who are still waiting and, and we'll pray for, cause it's not easy at times. Yes. Yeah. You know,
1: I, I think, um, you're not going to get there a minute before you're supposed to, and you're not going to be a minute late. And, mm-hmm. and the Lord holds all of that in, in his hand. And, uh, and I think there, there are, there's so many people that are listening to this podcast that can testify to that. And, mm-hmm. You know, and 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 you guys are are right now the the recipients of of that grace and that piece of the story, and um, and the Lord's advance in the story, and we're all um, we're all just thrilled. Um, yeah. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for thanks for taking the time in the midst of um, you know Kristen packing and Kenny trying to do anything but butt pack um and uh we we love you guys we're thankful for you um thank you for um sharing the the journey and and pointing toward jesus in the midst of all of this and uh we commit that we're gonna we're gonna continue to pray for you and um and we're gonna continue to listen out for updates and uh, at some point, we want to have you guys back because because uh, there's more of the story to tell. <laughs> sure, yeah. And, uh, and so we can't wait until um, Hannah's home and uh, and and we're able to to tell a little more of your story and her story and and just celebrate what it is that the Lord's done. Um, but again, yeah. thanks for thanks for coming on. Well, thank, well, thank you. Thank
2: you. We appreciate it. Thank you to all of Lifeline for your support. You've been part of this village, so this village of support, our people, we appreciate you. Thank you.
1: Yeah, and I want to I want to say thanks to the people that are listening because I know there are there are lots and lots of people out there that have been praying um, for yes. um, you know for the Anderson, family, for other families, and I want yeah. to I want to challenge continue to pray because um, because there are a lot of families mm-hmm. that are that are still yet waiting that yes. uh, haven't gotten the same kind of news and we're trusting that um, that the Lord is going to complete their story and that God has something in store for them that is um, amazing at just the right time. And so um, we're thankful today that you joined us here on the Defender podcast, that you um, spent uh, this time with us. We're going to be back here right here again next week on the Defender podcast. And until that time, Let's continue to pray and walk and and focus on uh, on caring for vulnerable vulnerable people um, in the name of Jesus um, and defending uh, the fatherless in the way that we we've been called to do by our Lord. Thanks.
2: Thank you.